Hello and welcome to the Village Halls podcast sponsored by Allied Westminster, the UK's largest specialist provider of Village Hall insurance and the home of Village Guard. Now, as everyone who's ever been involved in a Village Hall event or other kind of activity knows, the more people you can get involved and helping out, the better. In fact, it's that whole collective approach that village, church and community halls are fundamentally built on. However, different village halls spread across the UK sometimes seem to keep themselves to themselves, running things in isolation rather than as a wider group. Well, today I'm joined by George Curtis, who is from, well, a spectacular part of the country, Northumberland, and there's no bias from me there whatsoever, George. (laughs) A region which has been taken a slightly different approach by finding a way of bringing halls together. Hi, George. How are things up there in the glorious homeland? They're fine. It's a glorious sunny day here. Good, good. And a bit of warmth. Yes. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Now, George is a trustee of Middleton and Todridge Village Hall, not far from Morpeth in Northumberland. So before we start talking about how you've been working to bring halls together, George, tell me a little bit about how and why you got involved in Village Hall life. Well, I was happened to be working for the Rural Community Council, the one in Northumberland, and now known as, as CAM, Community Action Northumberland. And that was a, really the first time I became involved with understanding structures of village halls, etc. And I took a real interest in this. And, and naturally, I started to get involved with my own village hall and just found it absolutely intriguing and fantastic that uh, effectively amateur trustees worked really professionally to make the hall very effective and provided a really good service for their community. And so that's what inspired me, as well as the chairman, who, who was a builder by trade, but was a fantastic compare. And he could hold an audience in the palm of his hand, have them all laughing, uh, because he was a stand-up as well. And I just thought, goodness me, all this kind of hidden talent out there from ordinary people. And I thought the whole idea of community-owned and controlled halls was a fantastic thing and I'd never really come across it before then that was oh goodness me 20 years ago now yeah and it it is just that all kind of people coming together isn't it and bringing the various talents to 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 the fore that makes village halls work and as I mentioned at the at the beginning George it's strange village halls don't always seem to come together themselves different village halls to share ideas and form a, a a wider collective approach but things Things are a little different there in Northumberland, yeah? Yes, they are. We're lucky in Northumberland to have two consortia, one based in the west and one in the north. I'm involved with the one in the north. We've been going for about 15 years, and now we have over 75 members, uh, village hall members, in our consortium. And I think it works really well. Apart from lots of practical benefits that we offer people, I think they appreciate sharing problems together, learning from each other, uh, and working out together better ways of operating. Yeah, and how do, they, how do the halls kind of come together, George? I guess things have probably been a bit different in, in recent months as well with that. Yes, they have. With COVID, we've had real problems. We've always met three or four times a year in person in a different member's hall each time because people are really interested in seeing what other, mem- other halls look like. 
And so we have often had 30 uh, village halls at, at those meetings. And we always have an outside speaker. And it could be anyone talking about emergency locations, uh, using village halls for that purpose, or insurance, or better ways of raising money, etc. Yeah. Okay. And, and you, you touched, you mentioned the benefits as well, the, the different village halls they gain from being part of the consortia. So, so what kind of ways, George, give me some examples perhaps of, of some of the ways that, um, that the consortia helps everyone. I think one of the most important services that we provide is the portable appliance testing service. We recognise that some village halls, some of the smaller, very rural village halls in a county like Northumberland, probably wouldn't be able to justify paying call-out, quite high call-out charges for someone to test half a dozen appliances or even less. Uh, So we started to provide that service on a sliding scale. So those people with more appliances obviously would pay more, uh, and those people with very few would pay considerably less. And that, I suspect, meant that some halls were testing their appliances on a regular basis, annually, who otherwise wouldn't have done so. Uh, We've now got about 40 members who are part of the scheme, and I think they realize that this is uh, really cost-effective. And so it's provided by our own people in as much as they're volunteers from a variety of different halls. We've got now 10 or 11 uh, volunteer testers. We train them uh, at the consortium's expense, usually online now, and I think it works really well. Yeah, so kind of straight away, there's there's, there's two benefits there, isn't there, in terms of compliance, obviously, with something that, that's really important. But but yeah, saving the halls some money through through good old collective bulk purchasing almost. Uh, yeah, it's brilliant. And and getting people kind of more involved in the digital side of things is something you've you've been working on as well, helping people, helping, sorry, village halls to, to get online and, and have a website and so on, yeah? Well, certainly Community Action Northumberland set up in January of this year, I think it was January of this year, a, a portal to allow all village halls in the county to join it if they so wished. And last time I looked, there were 45 village halls in the county that were part of this portal. And that means that someone who knows very little about Northumberland but fancies getting married there in a village hall could go to this site and immediately see 45 different options. Uh, So it is a fantastic uh, resource. In In terms of our own communications, apart from our regular meetings, we also... Uh, have a have a, a pretty comprehensive website, which I think is invaluable to members. Certainly, it's used quite regularly. I've noticed in the last 15 years, when we first started, some, only about 25% of people even had more email addresses in those days. Now, it's about 98% or, or yeah. more. So I think there's been a fantastic digital move. And in the last 15 months with COVID, um, people are using Zoom in a way that they're attending Zoom meetings uh, and outnumber those who used to attend in person. So the last Zoom meeting we had, I think we certainly had over 50 people there. Yeah, so people have discovered the convenience of that. And I guess it's just great. People are are sharing news, they're sharing ideas and, and also some important lessons that they're learning 
as they go through that and sharing that with their with their counterparts at different halls. Sure, sure. And I, I think people really enjoy being reassured that that they're not missing out on anything or that they're doing things as well as can be expected. I think it's just that kind of reassurance to know and to share because running a village hall can be quite a responsibility and the trustees do like to 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 share that and learn from other trustees who who've been successful definitely yeah it's just that whole you are not alone thing yes, isn't it exactly. yeah yeah and i i guess the consortia also puts you george in a, in a, in a in a great position in terms of understanding the kind of big issues that village halls are facing right now what are the what are the real challenges that you're seeing currently for village halls well, I think a, a medium and long-term challenge has been brought about by COVID. Um, yeah. A, the short-term challenge is, are people going to come back to use village halls in the way they've done in the past? And I, I think at the moment, the jury's out on that. Some halls are convinced that more people will be wanting to use the facilities and other halls are a little worried that people will be very anxious and, and very wanting to avoid any any kind of risk. So there's that immediate issue. Another one which has arisen out of COVID is this is that many uh, village halls uh, were eligible to uh, receive grant funding via their local authorities. And sometimes that's quite considerable. Uh, sometimes many times their annual earnings. Not in all cases, but in very rural areas like Northumberland, turnover can be quite low. And so if some halls have been fortunate enough to uh, receive over £30,000, which is what some halls have been able to, then that is is a, a wonderful opportunity to improve their services clearly. But it also means that they've got to work hard to work out how best uh, and how most effectively to spend that money. And again, I guess having having other people to discuss that issue with opens people's minds to to the different options. Yes, of course it does, and of course because trustees um, are holding the property in their in trust in perpetuity, they've got to work out whether they should spread the spend over several years or whether they should spend it immediately. To what extent they should. Uh, use it to encourage more people to use the hall, new groups, etc. Um, another issue, which I think um, has been with us for some time, is, is that very often people between the age of about 16 and, uh, and 35 or 40 drop out of using village halls and then come back when, when they're older. And so I think to encourage younger people to use halls is really important and, and some halls are doing it better than others quite honestly yeah so it's keeping them and keeping younger people involved rather than rather than as you say disappearing and, and coming back i guess i yeah. guess the whole digital thing that we talked about earlier on could could help to support that for example yes yes indeed i mean facebook social media uh, websites all that make a big difference yes now, now here's a question you may not know the answer to, George. But uh, is is the collective approach that's been adopted in Northumberland there unique, or are you aware of other regions of the country? I guess I better throw in a as far as you are aware. 
in here just in case but uh is this something that, that it's just Northumberland that's doing or are there other parts of the country that also have this collective idea? I, I think there are some other parts. Uh, certainly they've tried in the past and sometimes um, they've tried and, and it's kind of withered on the vine. But uh, I think Northumberland is pretty unique in that the whole of the county uh, is covered by the two consortia. It is unusual and it often is a mystery to me as to why other counties haven't done that, and I can't see why they haven't. But if any are thinking of it, then we'd be more than happy to uh, talk about what we've done and, uh, and, and see whether they could adopt some of the practices, yeah, because we think that the gains are huge. It's always best for the recipients of support to have some kind of control over what they do. And I think uh, having a consortium is, is a perfect solution in that respect. As you say, I guess, in order to expand that collective even further, I guess you, you would like to hear from other parts of the country that perhaps have been developing a similar approach and you're not aware of, and likewise, anywhere that may like to do more to bring village halls together across their region, they could share from your your experiences over over 15 years in doing that. Yes, absolutely. I know I know Durham uh, have a, a kind of consortium uh, of village halls, and, and my understanding is the last time I looked, it, it seemed to be working reasonably well. But I think it's quite rare, and it's interesting that they were all up in the northeast, yeah. Oh, well, perhaps it's just something that's uh, uh, part, of, part of our culture, George. Yes. <laughs> and, and I think... I mean, I think uh, the RCCs, the Rural Community Councils, rather like village halls, they're, they're all different and they have different approaches. And it could well be that uh, in some areas the RCCs uh, feel that they can provide the service uh, in, a, in, a, in, in a way that satisfies everyone. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm aware of, 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 of Leicestershire and Rutland, for example, from a, an episode um, a month or so ago, you know, you know, tackling a specific issue of, of loneliness and, and, and offering training to village halls. So certainly I am aware that it, it does exist, but as you say, perhaps in a, in a different way, delivered in a, in a, in a different kind of way. Yes, indeed. I mean, I, you, you asked about what kind of practical services we can provide our members in, in addition to that major one, the portable appliance testing scheme, we collectively can negotiate discounts with some major suppliers. Insurance for small village halls is probably the single largest expenditure they have. And we've obtained quite significant discounts from major insurance companies. And that could be major savings for them. So that's a, that's another thing. We do we subsidise training courses uh, when they're available, um, and we can also provide crucially information and advice as to how you can join bulk buying, oil and, and electricity schemes, etc. I mean, even to the extent that if you're a member of the consortium in Northumberland, you'll earn extra points. Uh, from the county council when it comes to calculating whether you should receive full relief for uh, commercial rates. And it's that collective voice as well, isn't it? it yes. It's a simple fact that, that, that the, the voices of 70, more than 75 village halls is, is far louder, isn't it, than just one? 
Yes, indeed. I mean, if, if the county council, for instance, or anyone else wanted to involve the village halls in anything, they would be clearly uh, well advised to approach the consortium to uh, or both consortia to uh, to ask what consequence they might have of a, of a change of policy, for instance. Okay. Well, great, George. Thanks for thanks for sharing your story about the the consortia there in Northumberland and uh, good luck with it all. Re- really fascinating stuff and and food for thought for, for many out there, I guess, as well. Yes, I hope so. I hope so. Uh, you know, there's one thing to, to manage your own village hall, but to get involved in, in, in more village halls can only bring gain, quite honestly. Yeah, fantastic. Well, many thanks again, George. And uh, that's all, folks, for this week's episode. Don't forget about our wonderful Villagers Photo Competition. And if you could pass it on to members of the consortium, please, George, that would be great. <laughs> As it could result in, in a £1,000 for, for your village hall and £500 for whoever takes the picture. Uh, you can find out more about that on a special page on our website. And thanks, of course, as always, to our headline sponsor and specialist insurance provider, Allied Westminster, for making our podcast possible and whose services you can discover more about at villageguard.com and to online booking system provider, Hallmaster, who also sponsor our podcast and can be found at hallmaster.co.uk. You've been listening to the Village Halls podcast, a unique listening community for Britain's village, church and community halls and anyone interested in the vital community services they provide. We'll be back again very soon with another episode. So if you haven't already, please visit thevillagehallspodcast.com to subscribe sign up for updates, link through to our social media pages and to find out more. Until the next time, goodbye for now.